May the Lord bless you, brothers and sisters. May our Lord today grant us wisdom, intelligence, and may we understand all of the subjects or topics that we may be reflecting upon. It will be a short reflection, but I'm going to be speaking upon various subjects, questions that I receive. Today, I'm not going to be reading the scripture, but I'm going to be answering questions among the many questions that I receive from people, questions that they ask for me to explain. So today, let us take advantage upon the reflection to clarify many points. But before clarifying the questions, I would like to share with you a prophecy that the Holy Spirit gave me more or less around two months ago. I was praying and the Lord spoke to me saying that the Lord did not agree with his children or the believers or the followers of the Lord were persons who participate in labor unions, in riots or strikes, protests or revolts, that he did not agree with the children participate in these activities. I know that labor unions is worldwide. Many years, even from the antiquity, they have come up with these things. People claim to defend workers, the employees, to defend them from their boss. Somehow, though, all of this as well has given way for those to proceed incorrectly in society, among others. And this causes problems and difficulties, causes misunderstandings, scarcity for many people. The world does these things. The world does these strikes. They go against the government, these protests. The people stop working. They form these labor unions. And I hope the people understand what I mean by labor unions. But you can also look in the dictionary if you're not clear on these subjects. The people do all of these things in the world. They go against the government. They go against their companies or their businesses. The government or businesses, organizations. And we see there, there's all of these misunderstandings, chaos, and each one says that they're fighting for their own cause. The Lord either way said he doesn't agree with his children participating in these things, but that they be prudent, wise, that they're sound, and that they turn away from these things and that they not participate in these types of anger or rage or these circumstances. Not yelling, screaming, angry, full of wrath, with signs, or voting, or that they shouldn't vote for specific persons, causing disorder in the streets with riots when people are causing these types of activities. 
And regarding all of this, the Lord told me that he didn't agree with his children participating in all of these things. To try then to not participate, simply to flee from these activities. If you're an employee, work with honesty, work with being attentive, just, with righteousness, being honest, and you will see that you will not have any need to go through any of these bad situations. No one is going to force you to participate in any activity. Do not be a leader in these type of activities or of these groups or these type of activity. As well, the Lord said that he would be punishing who turn away from those participate in all these type of activities that the Lord would not be hearing the prayers of those when they had a need or a tribulation or a difficult moment in their life that he would not hear their prayer because the way the Lord would punish would be to turn away from them for they being disobedient, stubborn and participating in these wrongful activities these protests, I would say, or being involved and in participating in all of these events, however you may call them. As well, the Lord has spoken regarding voting. We know that the government, to select the leader of a nation, most countries hold elections or cast ballots. People supposedly vote for a candidate. In some countries or in some places, the Lord, he allows for his will, certain candidates to be chosen high governmental position. I remember in Colombia, the Lord allowed the political movement, Mira, the believers, some believers of the church participate they are taking a stand and they are being responsible before the people, mankind, society in the country, representing their work, representing doing things correctly, being honest, the common good, wanting good for others, fulfilling laws, giving good example and testimony. So these persons, these believers are there working, doing things with all of their love and affection, showing others that this is how you have to work with honesty, with being sincere and clear, without wanting your own riches, without being greedy and selfish, without wanting to take from another, without stealing, without taking from others in a malicious manner, but doing everything in a balanced and honest way. And the Lord, there was said that there was the problem that the nations and the government, some attempt to take away the religious freedom, the congregation, and the government as well are fighting amongst each other. Some say yes, some say no. So each political party, each group that's there, there who want to win, each candidate makes promises and offers the best. Some make promises saying, we're going to defend the religion. We're going to defend religious freedom. 
Others say, no, we're going to remove all that's regarding religion. So they begin to offer many guarantees so that the people vote. Each one wants to vote for a specific concept. There's the vote. The Lord wants for his children or those whom have believed or have witnessed the gospel of the Lord, those whom are enjoying the word of the Lord, the Lord wants logically for they to support those candidates who are going to fight for religious freedom and are going to respect and value this entity of having religious freedom, which is such a, an important fact to believe in God. And the Lord said that his children need to be wise and intelligent to vote for that candidate who approves religious freedom. In Colombia, there have been many occurrences, many events. There have been many persons who don't understand or comprehend this, and they allow themselves to be influenced or taken by material things. They forget. They are stubborn, and they give their vote to another. They do not think of God. They simply think of a certificate or a promise that was given by that other candidate for that vote. And they incline towards those material benefits that they're going to receive for giving their vote and not inclining and thinking of God and the future and that religious freedom and fighting for so no one in the world can prohibit us for looking for God and searching for God, following the Lord. But each one thinks of their own self and their own benefit, a material reward that can vanish in any second. The Lord spoke in prophecy all of these things. And he said that we had to teach, teach the believers to be very careful. And when there are elections, to be cautious whom they're going to vote for. For in the path of the Lord, we do not have preferences on specific groups, simply those whom the Lord wants to place and put there in that position. And we have to support the will of God, support what the Lord wants. I hope that you're clear and you understand a little bit of this subject. I'm not one that speaks of politics. I don't understand politics very well. Simply, I'm letting you know the prophecy that the Lord spoke to me of. And I let you know so that you can analyze and be careful for the future. If you have any question, you could write me, let me know, and I will clarify any worry that you may have. Thank you for hearing me upon these things. There's also another question on another subject. A question that they ask me, the brothers and sisters ask of the Bible to talk about free will. What is free will? Free will are decisions that we make in our daily life. We, every day, we open our eyes. Those that work, you wake up. You get ready from bed, you go to work. Those that study, you go to study. And everyone has their own responsibilities. That is part of free will. And there that person then in the weekend says, oh, this weekend I'm going to rest. I'm going to go to the beach this weekend. 
And so the weekend arrived and they went to the beach that weekend. That is called free will. You made a decision. You didn't kneel down and say, oh, Lord, do you give me permission? Is it convenient? No, they didn't do that. Simply they made a decision and said they're going to go to the beach that weekend. And they did. Others might say, I'm going to go shopping this weekend. They don't kneel down and say, oh, Lord, is it convenient to purchase that? Should I? Do you authorize? They don't do this. Each person makes their own decision and say, such day I'm going to go shopping. Such other day I'm going to do this or that. I'm going to go to another city. I'm going to travel. I need to purchase merchandise, my business. I need to buy all the things that I need for the store. I need to buy merchandise. So I have to travel because I have to buy things. I need to stock the store. That's a decision. That's what they do. That is free will. So free will is everything that we do in our daily life. The decisions that we make. And we do, though, them without consulting the Lord. Because the Lord already gave us an order from the beginning, just as the Lord gave law to nature, that you have to rain. The Lord taught the clouds that they have to let the water be released. We don't know when or how, but he gave laws to the sea, saying you must not overflow. You can only come to this boundary and you will stay there. And so the sea obeys and does just that. It has the free will that God gave to it, to nature, to trees, to the animals. They all do things with their free will in the way God created them, gave laws and placed upon them. And they are there placed in man, in animals, in everything. And in mankind as well, free will was given. So this is not that you be confused or what does it mean? If you one day, for example, want to consult the Lord, or for example, if you're going to invest in a business and you have a lot of money and you're worried that you might lose that money in the investment, there then you pray and you kneel down and you say, Lord, I have this investment in this business and I'm going to invest a lot of money and I don't know if I'm going to lose. I don't want to fail. Am I going to lose this money, Lord? Should I make that investment? Show me, Lord. Reveal to me because I can't make this decision because there's too much money in, involved here. So there then that person asks the Lord to counsel them, to guide them. But for the necessary things in our daily life, people travel, come and go, and those are our daily decisions. That's free will. So please don't be confused. Don't distort or misinterpret this teaching. If you're not clear, please ask. Here I am to clarify any of the subjects. There's a sister that asks as well that the unclean animals that she has read the Bible regarding unclean animals, that what do they represent these unclean animals today? Because she read the Old Testament, it seems, when the Lord told Moses to teach the people not to eat unclean animals, as was rabbit, the hen, pork, all of these animals, the Lord gave the order, do not eat them because they're unclean. And they did so. Today in the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ 
he cleansed all and he taught the apostles that all animals could be eaten, the clean and the unclean. And this is why today the people eat pork. You can eat rabbit, hen, chicken, anything. So the sister asks, what is the meaning? What was the representation symbolically of this? In the antiquity, the unclean animals, the symbolical representation was sin, the sin that men and women committed before the Lord. And in committing these sins, it was called that they were unclean before the Lord. Now in the gospel, when the men and women convert to the Lord, believe in the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ forgives the sins, cleanses them. He cleanses us all, and then we are no longer unclean. Because before knowing the Lord, we were unclean because of our sin. And now the Lord has transformed and cleansed and has forgiven us. We are no longer unclean. So the animals in the antiquity, the unclean animals represented this, the sin and the unclean facts of our life. And now we can eat all animals because the Lord, what he wants from us is a pure life, holy and without sin. Another question is the treatment that we should give to animals, how we should treat animals. How do we treat them? Animals deserve to be treated correctly because even though animals cannot speak, they feel like we do. They feel pain, sadness, joy, hunger, cold. So animals, we need to treat them well. Animals depend upon man. They're, they're beings that cannot defend themselves. They're helpless. They cannot express what they feel, what they're suffering, what's happening in their needs. So animals, these poor animals, they depend upon man. If it's a man or a woman of God, of a good heart, a good feeling, then you're going to treat well the animals. But if that man or a woman are taken by the enemy with wickedness, with evil, with evil spirits, those persons who are aggressive and they're doing wrongful acts, these persons obviously then are going to make animals suffer because they will not have compassion. Just as they are aggressive and mistreat others, family members, those that are close to them, this is how they treat animals, which should not be this way. So the animal, we have to treat them. We have to be careful. We have to feed them that they not be lacking because let us place ourselves as an example. Would we like it if we did not have food for one or two days? That's not what we want. Or would we like to be kicked or hit or stabbed or whatever that might be? How would we feel? So this is how animals feel as well. So we need to be cautious. We need to be careful of animals and be compassionate for they depend on us. There is also a question where the drunkenness of Noah, as you can see, I'm speaking a little bit of every subject, the drunkenness of Noah. They ask, oh, how did the Lord see the drunkenness of Noah? Well, I cannot tell you how the Lord saw the drunkenness of Noah. All I can tell you is that when Noah drank during that time, there did not exist the law. There did not exist 
the orders, the commandments. Still, the Lord had not placed upon mankind certain orders or commandments. And this is why each person did things and they thought what they were doing was correct. The law came after Moses. When the law came, then the Lord said, no one should drink excessively because then they're going to mistreat others or act not wisely and make others suffer. Do not steal, do not do this or that. So then commandments came forth. And I think the Lord was not angry with Noah for having drunk. He became angry with his son for having seen his father's nakedness. But why? Because the Lord had taught them in their conscience that there should exist morals and respect for the parents. And this the Lord had already taught the people in their heart and in their conscience. So regarding the drunkenness, it does not say that he mistreated anyone, simply that he fell asleep. So very well. I hope those that asked me these questions... I hope that it was now clear your questions and I like that you're reading the Bible. That makes me happy. You're reading the Bible. And now to finalize, let us go to Psalm 33 to honor our Lord. Let us honor the Lord with Psalm 33 verse 20, 21, 22 that reads, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. It is our Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him. So our heart rejoices because the Lord is with us and because the Lord has made us his marvelous promise of being close to us, of hearing us and blessing us. We give thanks to our Lord. And here it continues. I repeat verse 21. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Be upon us. Just as we hope in you. In this mercy that we ask the Lord that be upon us is because we learn or we are learning the right path. We are learning the right path of the Lord to follow upon it. And as you can see, all of the questions that you asked, what I answered all has to do with our spiritual life. All has to do with the path that we go towards the Lord to do what is best to obey the Lord, to please the Lord in every aspect, so that in the same way, the Lord shall be pleased with us and will bless us. I desire with all of my heart that the Lord extend his hand upon you all and give you wisdom and intelligence so that you may be persons with capacity and knowledge in the true doctrine of the Lord. Let us now pray to our Lord to ask for the illnesses, needs, petitions, and desires of the heart. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord, for your mercy, for your love, for your word. Thank you for the writings, for this beautiful word that you have left for us to learn from. Many rules so that we may have discipline. 
and do beautiful and glorious things in our path that we go towards you so that we may live a righteous life before your presence to please you, O Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to be before your presence and that you have chosen us because we had this privilege, O Lord, to be with you, to live with you, marvelous experiences, to feel your presence, to see your marvels, your glories. It is something amazing for us. Holy Lord, I thank you. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, your beloved son, I ask in this moment that you extend your hand of power. Let it be you healing, cleansing, delivering many persons of every age, those that are suffering diverse illnesses, pains, sufferings, mental illness, physical illness. I ask, O oh Lord, that you deliver, break the chains, shackles, that you remove the curses from the enemy, destroy all evil that the enemy places on the person to steal the peace, the joy, to steal the soul. I ask, O oh Lord, that you extend your hand, manifest, O oh Lord, with marvels, with your love, with your compassion. Work miracles. Give healing Give them, O oh Lord, and grant the petitions of the heart from many. Look at their wants. Look at what they ask and desire for you to give them, O oh Lord. Powerful Lord. Bless each one, Holy Lord. Bless and deliver and cleanse each heart. I thank you, my Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your beloved Son. The glory and the honor be for you for now and evermore. Amen. Let us sing to the Lord, Chorus 35. Oh, how great it is to sing to the Lord. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Oh hermanos, vamos a cantarle. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Oh hermanos, vamos a cantarle. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Oh hermanos, vamos a cantarle. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Oh hermanos, vamos a cantarle. Qué precioso es, qué precioso es cantarle al Señor. Glory be to my Lord. Thanks be to the Lord. May the Lord bless you all. I love you with all of my heart. May God bless you and until the next time.